Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Third Canto, Chapter 17, Texts 1 through 37. These podcasts and our Srimad Bhagavatam online study series are made possible by contributions from devotees like you. To offer your support, please use the links on our website homepage or send donations through PayPal to sarusangaonline at gmail.com. Thank you. Srimad Bhagavatam, Third Canto, Chapter 17 Victory of Hiranyaksha over all the directions of the universe. Text 1 Sri Maitreya continued The demigods, the inhabitants of the higher planets, were freed from all fear upon hearing the cause of the darkness, explained by Brahma, who was born from Vishnu. Thus they all returned to their respective planets. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda The demigods, who are denizens of higher planets, are also very much afraid of incidents such as the universe is becoming dark, and so they consulted Brahmā. This indicates that the quality of fear exists for every living entity in the material world. The four principal activities of material existence are eating, sleeping, fearing, and mating. The fear element exists also in the demigods. On every planet, even in the higher planetary systems, including the moon and the sun, as well as on this earth, the same principles of animal life exist. Otherwise, why are the demigods also afraid of the darkness? The difference between the demigods and ordinary human beings is that the demigods approach authority, whereas the inhabitants of this earth defy authority. If people would only approach authority, then every adverse condition in this universe could be rectified. Arjuna was also disturbed on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, but he approached the authority, Krishna, and his problem was solved. The conclusive instruction of this incident is that we may be disturbed by some material condition, but if we approach the authority who can actually explain the matter, then our problem is solved. The demigods approached Brahma for the meaning of the disturbance, and after hearing from him, they were satisfied and returned home peacefully. Texts 2 through four. The virtuous lady, Diti, had been very apprehensive of trouble to the gods 
from the children in her womb, and her husband predicted the same. She brought forth twin sons after a full 100 years of pregnancy. On the birth of the two demons, there were many natural disturbances, all very fearful and wonderful, and the heavenly planets, the earthly planets, and in between them. There were earthquakes along the mountains on the earth, and it appeared that there was fire everywhere. Many inauspicious planets, like Saturn, appeared, along with comets, meteors, and thunderbolts. Report by Srila Prabhupada. When natural disturbances occur on a planet, one should understand that a demon must have taken birth there. In the present age, the number of demoniac people is increasing. Therefore, natural disturbances are also increasing. There is no doubt about this, as we can understand from the statements of the Bhagavatam. Text 5. There blew winds, which were most uninviting to the touch, hissing again and again and uprooting gigantic trees. They had storms for their armies and clouds of dust for their ensigns. Purport by Srila Prabhupada when there are natural disturbances like blowing cyclones, too much heat or snowfall, and uprooting of trees by hurricanes, it is to be understood that the demoniac population is increasing, and so the natural disturbance is also taking place. There are many countries on the globe, even at the present moment, where all these disturbances are current. This is true all over the world. There is insufficient sunshine, and there are always clouds in the sky, snowfall, and severe cold. These assure that such places are inhabited by demoniac people, who are accustomed to all kinds of forbidden, sinful activity. Texts 6 through 11. The luminaries in the heavens were screened by masses of clouds in which lightning sometimes flashed as though laughing. Darkness reigned everywhere and nothing could be seen. The ocean, with its high waves, wailed aloud as if strucken with sorrow and there was a commotion among creatures inhabiting the ocean. The rivers and lakes were also agitated, and lotuses withered. Misty halos appeared around the sun and the moon during solar and lunar eclipses again and again. Claps of thunder were heard, even without clouds, and sounds like those of rattling chariots emerged from the mountain caves. In the interior of the villages, 
She-jackals yelled portentously, vomiting strong fire from their mouths. And jackals and owls also joined them with their cries. Raising their necks, dogs cried here and there, now in the manner of singing and now of wailing. Over Dura, the asses ran hither and thither in herds, striking the earth with their hard hoofs and wildly braying. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Asses also feel very respectable as a race, and when they run in flocks hither and thither in so-called jollity, it is understood to be a bad sign for human society. Texts 12 through 14. Frightened by the braying of the asses, birds flew shrieking from their nests, while cattle in the cowsheds, as well as in the woods, passed dung and urine. Cows, terrified, yielded blood in place of milk. Clouds rained pus. The images of the gods in the temples shed tears and trees fell down without a blast of wind. Ominous planets, such as Mars and Saturn, shone brighter and surpassed the auspicious ones, such as Mercury, Jupiter, and Venus, as well as a number of lunar mansions. Taking seemingly retrograde courses, the planets came in conflict with one another. Report by Srila Prabhupada. The entire universe is moving under the three modes of material nature. Those living entities who are in goodness are called the pious species, pious lands, pious trees, etc. It is similar with the planets also. Many planets are considered pious, and others are considered impious. Saturn and Mars are considered impious. When the pious planets shine very brightly, it is an auspicious sign. But when the inauspicious planets shine very brightly, this is not a very good sign. Text 15. Marking these and many other omens of evil times, everyone but the four sages of Brahma, who were aware of the fall of Jai and Vijay, and of their birth as Diti's sons, was seized with fear. They did not know the secrets of these portents, and thought that the dissolution of the universe was at hand. Purport by Srila Prabhupada According to the Bhagavad Gita, 7th chapter, the laws of nature are so stringent 
that it is impossible for the living entity to surpass their enforcement. It is also explained that only those who are fully surrendered to Krishna in Krishna consciousness can be saved. We can learn from the description in the Srimad Bhagavatam that it is because of the birth of two great demons that there were so many natural disturbances. It is to be indirectly understood, as previously described, that when there are constant disturbances on the earth, this is an omen that some demoniac people have been born or that the demoniac population has increased. In former days, there were only two demons, those born of Diti, yet there were so many disturbances. At the present day, especially in this age of Kali, these disturbances are always visible, which indicate that the demoniac population has certainly increased. To check the increase of demoniac population, the Vedic civilization enacted so many rules and regulations of social life, the most important of which is the Garbhadhan process for begetting good children. In Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna informed Krishna that if there is unwanted population, Varna Sankara, the entire world will appear to be hell. People are very anxious for peace in the world, but there are so many unwanted children born without the benefit of the Garbhadhan ceremony, just like the demons born from Diti. Diti was so lusty that she forced her husband to copulate at a time which was inauspicious, and therefore the demons were born to create disturbances. In having sex life to beget children, one should observe the process for begetting nice children. If each and every householder and every family observes the Vedic system, then there are nice children, not demons, and automatically there is peace in the world. If we do not follow regulations in life for social tranquility, we cannot expect peace. Rather, we will have to undergo the stringent reactions of natural laws. Text 16. These two demons, who appeared in ancient times, soon began to exhibit uncommon bodily features. They had steel-like frames, which began to grow, just like two great mountains. Purport by Srila Prabhupada There are two classes of men in the world. One is called the demon, and the other is called the demigod. The demigods concern themselves with spiritual upliftment of human society, whereas the demons are concerned with physical and material upliftment. The two demons, born of Diti, began to make their bodies as strong as iron frames, and they were so tall that they seemed to touch outer space. They were decorated with valuable ornaments, and they thought that this was success in life. Originally, it was planned that Jai 
and Vijay, the two doorkeepers of Vaikuntha, were to take birth in this material world, where, by the curse of the sages, they were to play the part of always being angry with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As demoniac persons, they became so angry that they were not concerned with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but simply with the physical comforts and physical upliftment. Text 17 Their bodies became so tall that they seemed to kiss the sky with the crests of their golden crowns. They blocked the view of all directions, and while walking, shook the earth at every step. Their arms were adorned with brilliant bracelets, and they stood as if covering the sun with their waists, which were bound with excellent and beautiful girdles. Purport by Srila Prabhupada In the demoniac way of civilization, people are interested in getting a body constructed in such a way that when they walk on the street, the earth will tremble, and when they stand, it will appear that they cover the sun and the vision of the four directions. If a race appears strong in body, their country is materially considered to be among the highly advanced nations of the world. Text 18. Prajapati Kasyapa, the creator of the living entities, gave his twin sons their names. The one who was born first, he named Hiranyaksha, and the one who was first conceived by Diti, he named Hiranyakasipu. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. There is an authoritative Vedic literature called Pinda Siddhi, in which the scientific understanding of pregnancy is very nicely described. It is stated that when the male secretion enters the menstrual flux in the uterus in two successive drops, the mother develops two embryos in her womb, and she brings forth twins in a reverse order to that in which they were first conceived. The child conceived first is born later, and the one conceived later is brought forth first. The first child conceived in the womb lives behind the second child. So when birth takes place, the second child appears first, and the first child appears second. In this case, it is understood that Hiranyaksha, the second child conceived, was delivered first, whereas Hiranyakasipu, the child who was behind him, having been conceived first, was born second. Text 19 the elder child, Hiranyakasipu, 
was unafraid of death from anyone within the three worlds because he received a benediction from Lord Brahma. He was proud and puffed up due to this benediction and was able to bring all three planetary systems under his control. Purport by Srila Prabhupada As will be revealed in later chapters, Hiranyakasipu underwent severe austerity and penance to satisfy Brahma and thus receive a benediction of immortality. Actually, it is impossible even for Lord Brahma to give anyone the benediction of becoming immortal. But indirectly, Hiranyakasipu received the benediction that no one within this material world would be able to kill him. In other words, because he originally came from the abode of Vaikuntha, he was not to be killed by anyone within this material world. The Lord desired to appear himself to kill him. One may be very proud of his material advancement and knowledge, but he cannot be immune to the four principles of material existence, namely, birth, death, old age, and disease. It was the Lord's plan to teach people that even Hiranyakasipu, who was so powerful and strongly built, could not live more than his destined duration of life. One may become as strong and puffed up as Hiranyakasipu and bring under his control all the three worlds, but there is no possibility of continuing life eternally or keeping the conquered booty forever. So many emperors have ascended to power, and they are now lost in oblivion. That is the history of the world. Text 20. His younger brother, Hiranyaksha, was always ready to satisfy his elder brother by his activities. Hiranyaksha took a club on his shoulder and traveled all over the universe with a fighting spirit, just to satisfy Hiranyakasipu. Purport by Srila Prabhupada the demoniac spirit is to train all family members to exploit the resources of this universe for personal sense gratification, whereas the godly spirit is to engage everything in the service of the Lord. Hiranyakasipu was himself very powerful, and he made his younger brother, Hiranyaksha, powerful to assist him in fighting with everyone and lording it over material nature as long as possible. If possible, he wanted to rule the universe eternally. These are demonstrations of the spirit of the demoniac living entity. Texts 21 and 22. Hiranyaksha's temper was difficult to control. He had anklets of gold tinkling about his feet. He was adorned with a gigantic garland, and he rested his huge mace 
on one of his shoulders. His mental and bodily strength, as well as the boon conferred upon him, made him proud. He feared death at the hands of no one, and there was no checking him. The gods, therefore, were seized with fear at his very sight, and they hid themselves, even as snakes hide themselves for fear of Garuda. Report by Srila Prabhupada The Asuras are generally strongly built, as described here, and therefore their mental condition is very sound, and their prowess is also extraordinary. Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakasipu, having received the boon that they would not be killed by any other living entity within this universe, were almost immortal, and thus they were completely fearless. Texts 23 through 25. On not finding Indra and the other demigods, who had previously been intoxicated with power, the chief of the Daityas, seeing that they had all vanished before his might, roared loudly. After returning from the heavenly kingdom, the mighty demon, who was like an elephant in wrath, for the sake of sport, dived into the deep ocean which was roaring terribly. On his entering the ocean, the aquatic animals, who formed the host of Varuna, were stricken with fear and ran far away. Thus Aranyaksha showed his splendor without dealing a blow. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Materialistic demons sometimes appear to be very powerful and are seen to establish their supremacy throughout the world. Here also, it appears that Hiranyaksha, by his demoniac strength, actually established his supremacy throughout the universe, and the demigods were afraid of his uncommon power. Not only were the demigods in space afraid of the demons, Hiranyakasipu and Hiranyaksha, but so also were the aquatic animals within the sea. Text 26 Moving about in the ocean for many, many years, Mighty Hiranyaksha smote the gigantic wind-tossed waves again and again with his iron mace and reached Vibhavadi, the capital of Aruna. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Varuna is supposed to be the predominating deity of the waters, and his capital, which is known as Vibhavadi, is within the watery kingdom. Text 27. Vibhavari is the home of Varuna, lord of the aquatic creatures, and guardian of the lower regions of the universe, 
where the demons generally reside. There, Hiranyaksha fell at Varuna's feet like a low-born man, and to make fun of him, he said with a smile, Give me battle, O Supreme Lord. Report by Srila Prabhupada The demoniac person always challenges others and tries to occupy others' property by force. Here, these symptoms are fully displayed by Hiranyaksha, who begged war from a person who had no desire to fight. Texts 28 and 29 You are the guardian of an entire sphere and ruler of wide fame, having crushed the might and arrogant and conceited warriors, and having conquered all the daichas and danavas of the world, you once performed a rajasuya sacrifice to the Lord. Thus mocked by an enemy whose vanity knew no bounds, the worshipful Lord of the waters waxed angry. But, by dint of his reason, he managed to curb the anger that had sprung up in him, and he replied, O oh, dear one, we have now desisted from warfare, having grown too old for combat. Purport by Srila Prabhupada As we see, warmongering materialists always create fighting without reason. Text 30 You are so skilled in war that I do not see anyone else but the most ancient person, Lord Vishnu, who can give satisfaction in battle to you. Therefore, O chief of the Asuras, approach him, whom even heroes like you mention with praise. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Aggressive, materialistic warriors are actually punished by the Supreme Lord for their policy of unnecessarily disturbing world peace. Therefore, Varona advised Hiranyaksha that the right course to satisfy his fighting spirit would be to seek to fight with Vishnu. Text 31. Verona continued. On reaching him, you will be rid of your pride at once and will lie down on the field of battle, surrounded by dogs, for eternal sleep. It is in order to exterminate wicked fellows like you and to show his grace to the virtuous that he assumes various incarnations, like Varaha, Purport by Srila Prabhupada Asuras do not know that their bodies consist of the five elements of material nature, and that when they fall, they become objects of pastimes for dogs and vultures. Varona advised Hiranyaksha 
to meet Vishnu in his boar incarnation, so that his hankering for aggressive war would be satisfied and his powerful body would be vanquished. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the third canto, 17th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled Victory of Hiranyaksha over all the directions of the universe.